Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Indiana Beckett of the Peculiar Stories podcast that you can find on Anchor. And do you have it anywhere else on any other platforms yet? Yes, I do. Have it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. And that's and all. What's your Twitter while we're talking about it? What's your Twitter? Um, my Twitter is Peculiar Stories. Um at Beckett, Indiana. I think that should be okay. right. So what what are you up to this afternoon? Is it any? Are you preparing for your upcoming story on, I believe, Friday? You do it every Friday, correct? Yep. Yes, I am. Trying to force my brain to find something to come up that I can sound good as I talk. Trying to force my brain to produce good stories. So, do you write all these short stories yourself? Yes, I do. I think that's awesome. I, I was was as I was going through it, I could. I could. I felt like I was there. There, there was a lot of. There's a lot of imagery, and I love the tone and the setting. It feels really. It reminds me of like old Goosebumps and um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. It, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've been enjoying it a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I guess it can. I guess it kind of reminds me of old Goosebumps too. Now that I think about it, definitely. What made you? What made you jump into? you know, telling peculiar stories of your podcast. Well, one day I woke up and I saw an ad for Anchor. And I was <laughs> like, well, I kind of like writing. And I wonder what I could do with that. And I was like, well, I like writing supernatural, sci-fi, weird stuff. And I thought, I guess it'd be like a new and creative way to do writing. But like speaking at the same time. So I could like relate to another audience at the same time. There's something new. You know I mean, I do, and I can tell so far. My favorite one is Monkey Paw, the monkey's paw. Ah, I, I love. I was just sitting there. I was, I was in the middle. I was working on something, and then I just felt that eeriness of the monkey's paw was in that. I knew it was coming too. I was like, I knew it was coming. I sent all my friends the the um the paintings and i got their response and they they what was it they said i love what you're doing by introducing this monkey hitting in the painting and i was like yep i don't know i was really excited i was really excited while listening to that because i knew it was coming i knew it (laughs) (laughs) like to have that element of surprise in there i'm like well i mean i can't make it too obvious but you have to find that balance of just you know dropping it in there and making the audience interested i guess it for me, it felt like when you 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 know something's around the corner, and you're you're just trying to get to that corner, and as soon as you get there, you're just like ah, it's there. And that that's exactly what it felt like for me. That's what it felt like. I like your podcast. It's very chill. It's like the community you've built. You know, people could just talk and chat and hang out, and I like that. It's very chill. That's that's what I was going for. I mean, that's what we're going for. We just want a place where we can sit down and chat with people and talk to I'm my goal is to be able to talk to everyone. I'm just because I have that idea that everyone is special and people that say people aren't special is because they haven't sat down to little you know, to get to know this, to get to know people. And as I do this and I keep and I keep progressing, 
I not only learn from others, I also I also learn more about them, more about me, and it helps me better my communication. And yeah, I'm, and I've been having a blast doing it. So that's why I'm just if I see an opportunity, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, want to talk? Sit down and hang out. That's that's what I like to do now. Mm, do you have anything specific you like to talk about with people or just like a chill environment where they can talk about anything that they're interested in? So really. I talk about, so normally, yes, it's, it, I like to hold on to the, it's a chill environment and you could talk about anything you want and, you know, we just go back and go into depth on things. And when I have a guest on, I try to have some questions already lined up. So that way it's, I know that, well, excuse me, I know that they're going to, it'll be some questions catered to the guests that'll be on, so that way they can go into depth, and like, for you, for instance, I mean, you're, you're writing peculiar stories, so I'm, I'm gonna ask you about, um, I had a question earlier, which was, um, have you had any supernatural things happen to you in real life? Yes, I have, I have one ghost story, I guess I can tell you. Then feel free to tell it. Well, I'd say it was the scariest thing that's probably happened to me since um, I almost got jumped in Costa Rica, but that's another story. But the scariest thing that happened to me when I was a teenager in Minnesota. And I guess I will tell it to you. So when I was a teenager, when I was in Minnesota, I was staying with my aunt and uncle. And they had this beautiful lake house they rented in Minnesota, and they have one, and they had one daughter named Audrey, and she was my cousin, is my cousin, she didn't die, don't worry, <laughs> she's <laughs> my cousin, and she would have been three or four at the time, very young, and they rented this, they went to this lake house, and it was like one of those really, really old lake houses, I'm talking mm. like 19th, earliest 19th century, you know, it had to be kind of redone, old, dark wood, it's like pretty creepy, it's classic ghost story stuff. So I thought I went there and I had been there once when I was six years old. Then when I was 17, I came there again and I was going to hang out with my aunt and uncle and their daughter, Audrey. And I remember feeling very, I don't know, on edge when I got there. I was like, mm -hmm. well, six year old me wasn't too keen with this place. And I don't really remember why, because now I was 17. I was like, well, Maybe, you know, maybe something wrong with this house. And I kind of hinted that to my aunt and uncle. And they said, no, this, this house is very old, but we assure you, <laughs> no ghost stuff. And uh, we're not super close, but I don't know, I could tell them maybe they might have been lying to me a tiny bit. Because what happened mm, definitely wasn't me, you know, making stuff up. Mm. I kind of confronted them after and they admitted, yeah, yeah, there was something going on, but... You know, we were going to sell the house and we didn't want to scare anyone off. And, you know, we just wanted you to feel comfortable at the time. And I was staying for five days. I was staying for like four nights and five days. So like a couple stuff happened while I was there. So I was staying there, as I said, for five days. And it was both my aunt and uncle, Audrey, me, and this dog. Mm -hmm. This dog was named Jack, Jack, Jack. I just called him Jack. It was like this really old golden retriever, you know, really cute. But he was really, he was really old. He was like gray everything. And we, there was three floors to the house. I'm trying to make this as 
clear as possible because it could get confusing. But there's three floors of um, the basement. This like the regular floor where all the bedrooms are, and just the attic where I my bedroom was. Mm-hmm. And so I was staying in the attic, but I was like, the first night I stayed there. Like my attic, it was like a couple of rooms upstairs, and it was like a giant attic. I guess I can call it an attic, but. Like, First off, staying in the attic, I just want sorry for interrupting, but staying in the attic is always how you get a spooky story to start anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and there was, I don't know, it was just something about it. It was a little bit creepy. I was staying up there, and my room was, you know, generally, it was pretty big, like, bigger than I was used to staying in. And it had this really big dresser, talking one of those old wooden engraved dressers, mm. big doors, huge doors. So I... You know, I got off the plane and I was there in Minnesota. I was tired, but I'm, I like to be organized. So I was like, okay, okay, Indiana, you're going to take all your clothes and your shoes and put them nicely in the dresser and make everything all neat. And I was pretty tired, but I finished unpacking and I put all the clothes in the dresser, closed it, and I went to sleep. And I wake up the next morning and three of the dresser drawers are pulled out. Mm. And I kind of just woke up and I was like, mm, yeah, awesome. And I kind of just stood there for a moment, you know, 17-year-old <laughs> me reading too many ghost stories and watching too much horror stuff, taking a good look at it. I was like, well, yeah, this is great, this spooky old house. And so I, you know, go downstairs, go eat breakfast. And I'm like, well, maybe Audrey pulled them out or I don't know. She came in, but that's obviously not logical because I had the door shut all night and my aunt and uncle wouldn't come in and invade my privacy. So I was kind of worried about that the first night. And that's not even the worst of it. It's not even the worst of it. That was the first night. So the second night, just like the second day that I was staying there, I am staying with Audrey and the family. And I told you about the dog, Jack-Jack. Mm-hmm. This dog, this dog was crazy. I there's the basement, right? And like the the last floor, and it was connected to the basement. It would go down. So the middle floor was connected. Stair. These long set of wooden stairs would go down to the basement. And this dog, he was so old. He was, you know, just just so incredibly old. And he would sit on the steps to go down to the basement, and he would not move. He would just sit there, staring down to the basement. Like, go out and get him to play, and then he'd come back out of the yard, boom, right back to the basement. He would just sit there and stare. And I was like, what are you staring at, Jack? Jack, what are you looking at? And he would just, you know, growl softly and just stare down to this basement. And that was kind of unnerving. I told my uncle, I was like, does he always do this? He was like, yeah, he kind of just sits there all night and stares at the dark darkness of the basement just looking at this dark ominous stairs down to the basement you know got got a little chill that creeps like, me out yeah and 17 year old me was like yeah uh i gotta stay here for three more nights like you might have want to mention this sooner but no they didn't they didn't mention that house that no was one tells you <laughs> no one ever tells you <laughs> no one ever tells you I, I felt like the you know classic white person in a horror movie like goes and stays somewhere like oh this sign happens oh we'll just ignore it and they die in the next scene (laughs) to feel like that oh and so that night just looking at that basement my dog softly growling 
I was like, oh, well, awesome. I'm going to go. My aunt and uncle, you know, they're older. They, they go to bed, like, they go to bed at 9.30, like, that early. And that was not early for me because, you know, I would go to bed at, like, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Don't we and, all? <laughs> yeah, don't we all? And I didn't have my phone at the time because my parents had made me leave it at home. You're like, oh, can't be on technology. Play with your cousin. And I said, okay. I would have recorded it. I would have had evidence if I did. But no. Didn't have anything but the books upstairs. So everyone's asleep. I put Audrey to bed. She's like this really cute, you know, frilly brown hair girl with like the unicorn headband and the pink tutu. Really <laughs> cute and just adorable. And she is, they all have rooms in the middle floor. And I'm just in the attic. I'm a little bit put on edge, just overactive imagination. So I'm, and they asked me, my aunt says, Indiana, can you plug in the alarm system? They have this old fashioned alarm system by the door where you plug in some stuff and it beeps if it's plugged in and it's got little flashing Mm. red lights and it's like a sensor outside by the door. If the door is open, then it'll beep and all of that and some alarms will go off. Really old fashioned stuff like nowadays, you probably want to update your alarm system. <laughs> it was kind of poor, <laughs> but it was it was just plugged in, and it had four little parts you could plug in, like four outlets you would have to use and spread them around the middle floor. So it's around ten thirty, and I'm reading in bed. And I'm like, oh, I have to plug in these alarms. I don't want to get in trouble, and I should probably do that because that's obviously smart to do. And I was a bit on edge and I thought, well, maybe if I plug in these alarms, I'll be a bit more calm. I still had like a couple nights. So I go downstairs. I tiptoe down the very long stairs to the middle floor from the attic from where I'm staying. And I take like the plugs and I plug all four of them in. I know for a fact. Like one, two, three, four. Plugged them in. And I go back upstairs. And I sit down, and I read, and I just draw and stuff and do whatever I'm doing. And it's around, I must have lost track of time because it was around 12, I think it was 1 o'clock. It's 1 o'clock around then. Pretty early in the morning or late at night, and I was still awake, wide awake. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in bed, sitting in bed, and I hear footsteps on the stairs up to the attic. And I just stop. And I go silent. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. I hear footsteps. And they're not like, oh, small footsteps, like Audrey's footsteps. They're like big, heavy footsteps. Like if someone in heavy combat boots is marching up the stairs. Oh, crap. And I was like, oh, it's my uncle. He's, you know, coming up to, I don't know, maybe check on me or something. Or get some books or do something in his office, which is also upstairs where I'm staying. Okay, so I open the door, like peek out of it, and I'm looking at the stairs. They're very, it's, it's a lot of stairs to go down, and they're coming up closer. So I, you know, I run to the stairs to meet him. <laughs> I run to the stairs to meet him, and there's nothing there. There's nothing there. The footsteps have stopped. And like, I know for a fact that the stairs are so long, if I, you know, I run to the stairs, there would obviously be someone descending them quickly, or they'd be where I am right now. There's nothing. There's no one. And that, I was just so on edge after that. I did not know what to do. That's pretty freaky. Look. Yeah, like, just compared to the dog, the dresser, and that, I'm I'm 100% convinced this house is haunted. But, you know, 
they needed my help. You know, I was going to do some landscaping for them and take care of Audrey, which tomorrow I'll mention that my aunt and uncle were going to this big party that they needed me to babysit Audrey for the night, all alone in the house. So I was really looking forward to that. I was really looking forward to being all alone in the house with just the dog and my three or four year old cousin. So I go to bed and I'm laying down and I can't sleep the whole night. I lock the door. I don't I put I put um the nightstand, I propped it up against the door, put my backpack and stuff on it. I'm like, maybe that'll keep him out, you know, give me some peace of mind at two AM in the morning. Oh man, I was my mind was going wild. I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna get murdered. I'm done for. Whatever the heck that ghosts do in the middle of the night to people repossessed or something. Like I yeah. I have you are you familiar with uh, I think you, I'm pretty sure everyone is the paranormal series not is it paranormal or paranormal activity Yeah, I think so. Like a TV show yeah. or something? It's the it's the movies where they'll film a couple or family in a house and Oh yeah. You have yeah. to you have to dispense some kind of belief to watch it cuz I know for me going into it early on, I I could I couldn't I couldn't just sit there and watch those movies without going, look, we know that there's somebody with a string pulling this. You you have yeah. to sit there and disbelieve your you have to you have to add some disbelief to it so that way you can you can actually get into that, you know, that that world and go like what if this was happening without anything? And you know, those movies always end up kind of pretty creepy. Uh, there was a good one. I don't know if you I think it was like the third or the fourth one. There was like a a a family of like actually I don't want to spoil it because maybe you might watch it one day and who knows might get some inspiration from it but I'll just say as the years have progressed they've gotten better and they figured out how to make you believe it even more because they tie in things like like something with reality to make you go okay this could actually happen so um I say yeah throw it on throw it on, throw it on your watch list check out one of the the later paranormal activities. All right, I'll take a look into that. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> we'll take a look into that. So it's kind of like at the end, like you're watching a horror movie, and then at the end, they're like based on a true story, and you're sitting there like really antsy after watching the movie, and you're like, "Great, you had to tell me that." Kind of like that. It's like, "Oh, come on, you had to tell me it was based off a true story," and then you like, you know, flip all the lights on before you go upstairs, and then sprint up the stairs. <laughs> Sometimes. What what's your what's your favorite horror movie? Mm, probably The Exorcist. Mm. No, you know that was actually another good one from your your podcast. I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, I was like, well, I kind of want to do something kind of like that, but I don't want to rely too heavily on it. Now, which Exorcist are you speaking on? There's the the old school one, the one where they literally give the girl like a ghoul face, and it's yeah. just is is it that one or was it? I know the Emily Rose one. I know the Emily Rose. Yeah, I think the first one where it's like spinning heads and all of that, and just yeah, a weird ghoul face, just, you know, old fashioned. It, it was weird, but I mean, the first time I saw it, I was really scared because I was younger. But it was a good movie. I definitely. Like, horror movies are good, but I find I can't watch too much of them. I'm more, like, kind of sci-fi stuff or, I don't know, like, yeah, sci-fi stuff or, like, kind of horror, but the really big horror movies, 
kind of have to, like, I kind of, I can't really make it all the way through. Sometimes, depends on the horror movie, but sometimes I get scared too easily. Like, oh, it's nighttime. I'm, I can't watch this now. I have to wait till day. Oh, so like is that, that the, that's the reason why you can't push through them? It's because you're actually, you're, you're like getting scared about it? Yeah, I, I, I can watch them in the daytime, but like nighttime <laughs> when I'm all alone, like, nah, I want to be possessed right now. I, I find it hard for me to get scared. Now, one of the things that always it can, it can get to me is like the suspense. I believe there was, was it Annabelle or it was either Annabelle recreation or origin story. I remember the setting was there was um there was a, a sister, a nun lady, and she had these orphans with her. And she was in the middle of the of like a there was on a farm or some they were in the country and the movie just captures suspense so much and like that's that's when i found out that's what it is that's what i want from these movies i want to feel that suspense that what's around the corner is it what i think it is and that's what normally just gets me i i, I can't find anything that scares me though like i really want to find a movie that terrifies me that's like on my bucket list i want to be terrified <laughs> jeez you must have thick skin if they don't scare you wow tiny like the tiniest bit chicken i think i am but i get through them i get through them that's the important thing now um i will say um playing a video game for me that's the one that that's where the the fear definitely kicks in there's an old game called silent hill the first one that was on ps1 and there's a when you actually have to truck through the story yourself the the for me at least the ball it, it gets thrown in another court because um just watching it i can always just sit there and watch someone in those stories but if you put yourself actually in it and there's a silent hill one and what happens is in the beginning it's in the daytime and it's like this thick fog so you can't see things as it is and you're trying to find these pieces of, to get to this other um location and then you go through this little house and on the other side this you just go out the back door of this house and it's just pitch black. And then you end up in this schoolhouse with just little school kids you hear in the distance. And it's just it's completely dark. And you're in there. And I'm just like, nope, I'm I'm plugging the game and I'm not doing this. I can't do it at that point. And that's for me. Yeah. Video game experience. I, I, I get I become a little girl and I got to back out. I got to back out. <laughs> that, that totally makes sense. Like. And the jump scares in those are so intense. Like it'll just appear on the screen and just yell at you. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, I feel like the jump scares and just the suspense in that is played really well through some of the video games that people play, definitely, that I've seen. Um, have you played any yourself? No, I have not, because I'm not much of a video game person, but I do watch other people sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, Watching, watching is always like I get I get fun out of that too. Sometimes there's just games I like to watch other people. I know I've been getting better. Well, from now I've been getting better at actually playing things myself because my friend Dr. Green he always tells me you should give things an honest try. Uh, sit down, take all your 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 thoughts of it being bad out the window and play the game as if you know this game is going to be good and you're ready for it. And I lately I've been trying to do that a lot more. Because there are things I wouldn't play because I didn't give it an honest try. And I've been finding joys in things. Like um, competitive gaming was not my big, I wasn't a big fan of that. 
and I've been giving it an honest try and having a blast doing it now. So, um, yeah, if you get an opportunity, I say you should try it. You should try it because it's a lot of crap out of there that will will have you just terrified, especially with VR now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, VR. Yeah, you're like you're, you're right up close with like strapped to your eyes or whatever. That That's like a whole other new experience, definitely, if I experienced that. Jeez. I think I've seen people play like Amnesia or Outlast or something. That yeah. was interesting watching that. They're, like their individual reactions, like when they get jump scared or they're trying to fit together a piece of the puzzle, it's always interesting to watch. Um, now, now, how do you feel about zombies? And I, I ask this because a couple of, well, I think we're it's finally dying down, but there was this, this overturn of zombies. Do you feel like zombies would fit into a horror situation or I don't know it feels like since we've overused zombies now I don't really feel like they're more of a scare they're just more of an annoyance or the world is ending type situation and, and of course it has its own little horror with it but how do you how do you feel about that well I see there's certainly things that are a lot scarier in the scheme of things like if there was a zombie apocalypse yeah that'd be pretty spooky and like just seeing dead and decayed people would be spooky but like it's more of how fast can they move and how easy can i kill them like compared yeah. to like some ghost woman hurtling at full speed at you from a dark hallway compared to like some zombie just like slowly walking towards me and i can cut off its head i definitely say like nowadays in media or just in movies and games a tiny bit over overused definitely i can agree with you on that a little bit so, overused have you have you I was thinking about it because when I when I hear your stories, I always think that like this is okay. You familiar with the Twilight Zone? Yep, awesome. So, if it was a video format when you're doing your shows, I would always think that it would start off and the piano would start playing. You'll be in this this trench coat and you'll walk out from behind like this. I don't know what you'll walk out from behind. You'll be like, "This is Indiana Beckett," and you're now listening to peculiar stories and then like you'll just go into this little this and then it'll just like i don't know you do your title card and then you know the story will start but that's what i get that's what i get when i'm listening to it and have you thought about moving into i guess video maybe one day down the line yeah i think if a lot more people listen and i have more incentive to keep going and yes definitely i think that'd be interesting to explore kind of hard to like keep going when you don't have a lot of listeners and you're starting out you're like well it's something fun but i wish more people you know would listen you know what i mean so i'm gonna stop you there and just tell you to keep doing it because for me getting into this podcasting world and i know it's saturated and it's just so many people that are doing it i think the most important part when it comes to doing this is just getting up every day and doing it you know it's 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 a place where you can be consistent and that's what i've been doing and that's what my friends have been doing it's you get up every day and you do it and you find another reason why you want to do it i know personally for me it's so i can learn you know so i can learn and communicate more for you i see these stories and i'm going you're building a world and i was listening to something the other day you it's it was something online you may not have the listeners but what you what you really want at the end of the day is the right person to hear it 
and then an opportunity happens and now you're turning what you're doing into a full-on project and the main part of importance is for you to just keep having a conversation you never know when you'll come across someone like i know if i like it then someone else likes like that you got some good material going i encourage you to keep doing it all right well thank you that's definitely a great point you know you never know when the opportunity might strike i think never know have you Um, decided to are you are you going to school for creative writing have you decided to go to school for script or, or just scripts or anything uh, well, I'm taking a gap year right now, so I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do. Like, I think okay. definitely English is English is definitely a path I might want to pursue, pursue, but I don't know. I feel like definitely I want to continue writing, but I have to figure that out. Well, I, from my experience, when I suggest community college always in the beginning, mainly because um, it's it's cheaper. It's cheaper, and yeah. I feel like the what they teach there can be a lot easier than when you actually go to a full-on university in the beginning. But at the same time, you're just getting your credit so you can move to the next place. And most of the time when you're in a big school, they make those classes really hard so they can weed out people because their main goal is to get the people out of there that they don't that don't want to be at school. So in in contrast, um, community college it kind of feels like they're kind of, well, I'm not trying to give it a bad light and say they're bathing you because you just got out of high school and you're going to community college. But in some form, of, in some form, yeah, you, it's kind of like that. I, pretty much when it comes to it, all you're doing is you'll, you'll have your assignments and you'll just, it's just, they'll give you an assignment, you'll just do it. It's, it's really easy when I really, when, from my experience, when I went to community college, I found it to be really easy. And I think that's why some people can blow it off because they find it easy and they just start doing whatever the heck they want to. But I, I suggest it. It's, it's, um, yeah, from my experience, it's not a bad, it wasn't a bad experience. And I know many people who started a community, got a scholarship from doing the community classes, then went to the university to finish up and did all of that in either four or five years. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's like a good way to save money too, because it's a whole lot cheaper. With some of these colleges these days, they're so expensive. It's like, yeah. well, if you get the core classes out of the way, then you're overall doing yourself a favor. Yes. Not to mention during that time, you can be figuring out what you want to do. Because, man, deciding a major is one of those things that's just, ah, it's, it's crazy. Because you'll start off and you're trying to decide, do I want to pick a major that that makes me money? Or do I want to pick a major that I'm fulfilled and happy for? Or is there something in between that'll solve both of that for me? And and that's just, that's that's the thing. I, I know uh, there's one conversation where some say the way it's designed, it doesn't even help people anymore. You can you can go to school and you can get out, get all these degrees, but never, not even find a job in what you've actually, when that's what you've actually put your time into. Um, it's, it's just it's it's crazy. I've been finding more stuff to learn online for free than I have with just paying someone. But it I for me what I've learned, the one major thing that school does do for you, the major asset that you get from it, it's it's a place for you to network, it's a place for you to meet people, it's a it's a it's a way to 
you you go there for the connections. You go there to meet people and build relationships with people. That's what I've learned from school. That's the most important asset, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I do think that's a great asset and like making new friends and just figuring out the type of people you do and don't want to hang out with. I think that's what I've learned, at least in high school. And I think like when I continue with college, I feel like I'll get a lot like a stronger friend system and kind of learn more about who I want to be as like a full grown adult. I think that's what college can really teach you. Um, Do you want to hear the rest of the story? Because surprisingly, it does not end there. Now, I did not I did not know it did not end there. So, yes, go ahead and tell me what happened. We're on day 4 now. Yeah, the last day pretty much. And okay. I tell people and they're like, "Indiana, you're lying to me. You're making this all up." And I'm like, "Well, look, I'm not and I honestly thought I was going to die. So, you better be nice and listen to me." And you know, like I'm like, well, I thought I was going to die, and it was getting pretty intense, and I'm, you know, telling you the story, so listen. You know, people are always calling me, like, oh, you make it up, but I'm there on the fourth night, and I come downstairs, I'm eating my cereal, and my aunt and uncle are at the table, and they turn to me, and they're like, well, did you um forget to plug in the alarm system? And I look at them in the eyes. I'm like, oh, they're they're messing with me. This whole thing. I'm waiting for them to like start laughing. And oh, this is all a joke. We've just been screwing with you the whole time. And I'm staring at my aunt. She's dead serious. She's like, down to business, strict woman. She's like, did you forget to plug in the alarm system, Indiana? We asked you to do it. You know, it's a safety hazard. Really important that you listen to us next time. I don't even know what to say to them. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be like, oh, aunt, I'm sorry. It was. It was a ghost, you know? And they're just staring at me. I'm staring at them. Like, oh, great. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I guess I must have forgotten. And like, that was that. I'm kind of mad now. Well, you're going to make me babysit your daughter for like a long time in this now definitely haunted house. And you're blaming me. Blaming me for not plugging in the alarms. That was a little bit frustrating. And so they're getting ready for this huge event you know getting all dressed up and making a big deal out of everything oh if you need me call this phone number and do all of this really preparing themselves and they go and it's later at night now because usually like stuff wouldn't really happen during the daytime i mean some of the lights would flicker and mm -hmm. the dog would just stare down to the deep chasms of the basement and act all creepy but other than that the daytime was pretty calm i, I spent most of it outside obviously and the scariest part, this whole thing, and, you know, like, by then, you know, they'd come home the next morning, come there late at night, and I'd go the next morning back to the airport. I was like, okay, Indiana, you have to make it through one last night. You can do this. And me and Audrey played for a really long time. I put her to bed, and we're playing with all of her stuffed animals. She's got tons of stuffed animals. And she's like, oh, we're naming them. She's like, what's this one? And I'm, like, pointing at an elephant, being like, oh, that's Tim or something, and pointing at a, like a little stuffed animal with a seahorse, and like, this is Mrs. Whatever. We're having fun with that. And it's going on for a while. I'm getting kind of tired. It's, you know, hard work taking care of a four-year-old just all day. And I can't she, be surprised, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And she stares behind me, outside of the doorway, gets up. And I'm like, what are you doing, Audrey? She's talking to her all nice, and she points to my room 
and says, <clears throat> what's his name? And I just, I was like, what's whose name, Audrey? And she's like pointing to the blank space in the attic next to my bedroom. It's like, what's his name? I'm staring at her. I'm staring at the wall, you know, just, you know, looking back and forth. And there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Like the dog's not even there. And, oh man, I'm like, there's no one there, Audrey. She's like, oh, he'll go back downstairs. And then she just like, you know, went back to bed. Like it was nothing. Like this, this kid was like so unfazed. Skin of steel was so unfazed. She was like, oh, what's his name? And she just goes back to bed. And that just, that just creeped me out so much. Oh, just, you know, that would creep anyone out if, you know, this little kid stared at something right past your shoulder and was like, what's his name? You know, you can't oh, tell yeah. him. It was the scariest thing, like, basically I've ever experienced. Now, do you and think it was Audrey's imaginary friend or? I, do, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I mean, if no nothing else had been going on, I would have been like, oh, his name is this. But it was right where my dresser was, like right by that wall. And it was just, just like kind of all clicked. And so I'm like, okay, well, I didn't really get much sleep last night. I kind of just hid under my covers and read the whole night. And they, my aunt and uncle got back the next morning. And they were like, oh, what time did you go to bed? I hope you weren't stomping on the stairs like you were that other night. They kind of implied that. I was like, stomping on the stairs like the other night. Huh. I just kind of gave him that look and apologized. That was it for me. You know, I was going to the airport the next morning. I was like, you're, oh, this freaking dog. It's like the thing in, like, by the wall. And then now you're telling me that I forgot to plug in the alarm system and was stomping on the stairs in heavy boots in the middle of the night at, like, 1 a.m. And it was just a whole big no. I honestly felt like, oh, I'm going to be the white person in the horror movie and I'm about <laughs> to die. It's like, well, this thing's going to come and possess my gonna possess my niece and she's like oh my cousin my cousin sees me and like well awesome and I went you know I went back home got on the plane and they sold the house two years later and that like that should have been it awesome they sold this creepy house I was talking to my uncle like a couple months afterwards he was like well you know I wanted to apologize to you I wanted to thank you for taking care of my daughter. It's like, oh yeah, no problem. What do you want to say sorry for? And he said, he's like, between you and me, a couple of the alarms kept unplugging themselves and the basement door kept opening and closing. And then he like left it at that and then like quickly changed the subject. It's like, oh yeah, no, it's no problem. Yeah. Did you ever find out what was the issue or how that house been built on like an Indian burial ground had someone died in there before that or, or any of that nope, I never did they didn't tell me who they sold it to they didn't tell me like where they were like they told me where they were moving and I visited them in like the other state but they didn't tell me like who they sold it to or what was wrong with the house and they never did and I was just like oh I guess I'm gonna drop it and just like the whole factor of the weird stuff and the mystery of it kind of added to the spookiness that was just the weirdest thing i'd ever experienced so you can only write so much off as a coincidence in your imagination and just you know i was like the you know 17 and i was just you know just getting all freaked out but definitely that was the scariest thing i've experienced 
that's that's an experience. I I've lived along for a, a quite a period of time and like just darkness and and just being in a big house and I've never really had. I don't know if it's because because my, my my imagination does run wild. You know how you wake up at three a.m. Supposedly in some horror movies or or some people there's a belief that three a.m. is like the devil's hour. And if you wake up at three a.m., that's when most spooky stuff happens. Um, but I've, I've never, I've never, I'm trying to track back through my memories if I've had any instances where I've been terrified. I know, I know, as a kid, there was always that thing with the shadows. You know, if you had like a a nightlight in and you see the shadows on the wall, you can kind of get freaked out at, at that. But I can't, I can't really find, I can't find anything that I, I that really just disturb my core and I think that's probably why I have this desire to be terrified yeah that that definitely makes sense it, it is an experience I hope you find what you look what you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't know I don't know <laughs> so I, I don't know maybe maybe I mean I, I want to but when I rethink about it because are you familiar with HP Lovecraft Yes, the writer. Yes, the the cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what is it? The Call of Cthulhu, or Call from, or Call of Cthulhu. That story, the way that they, the way that they introduce, or the imagery they give you for Cthulhu, this monstrous being. It's always that statement of shapes that have no shapes, and it's just. It's one of those things you can't even fathom with your own imagination of what you're looking at. And it's just, ah, to see something like that. It, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. He's definitely a good writer. I read The Shadow over Innsmouth, I think, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. To read it for something in class. And that was just really weird. Or Shirley Jackson I've read, like The Yellow Wallpaper or some weird other story, the lottery or something, I think. I don't know. But there's this one story, like the lottery. You should read it. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> it's like a bit, oh, I didn't see that coming at the end. Jeez. I know I know what you're getting at when, like, you see that in literature, and you're like, oh, it's kind of disturbing. Now, what's the story? Uh, the one I told you or, like, the other story? I've got... The one you, yeah, the one you just told me to check out. Oh, um, the lottery the lottery yeah i know there's there's one of the hp lovecraft stories one that i'm really a big fan of i think there was a guy who was in an apartment he was staying in an apartment and his apartment was like super cold and i'm probably butchering this but the guy was staying in there and he was i think at the end of the story what ends up happening is he's been dead this whole time and that's why he's kept the 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 apartment at such a cold temperature. So basically his body, I guess, won't fall apart or something like that. And it was just, it was just cool. That whole journey that they displayed to you, that whole period as you're reading the story to get to that point of what's actually going on. It's that, that ride, that suspense that you're building. It's, it's nice. And it's, it's what you do in your stories. And that's what I, I enjoy about it. I just sitting there, it was the the one the one in particular that I really enjoyed was the the monkey's paw one and the the exorcism the the fact that you were 
I think the character that had the the main attention was the assistant to the was it the priest. Yeah. And I love that because it's you you're not the priest. And it since you're not the priest, you're this assistant to the priest, it puts you in a position of where you're trying to it's like you're you're learning this stuff. So you you give this you give the viewer or the listener this this like this feeling of like, do I believe in this stuff? Or is this it, it, it's like you gave a you gave a reflection and a door for the the viewer to be a part of the person telling the story. If if I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's it's a it's a clever way to do it, and I think that's that's a beautiful way to do it. Oh yeah, you make sense. I get you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it gives like... the it gives the it gives the the listener a human aspect a way for them to identify with themselves and it automatically puts them in the story that's what i guess i'm trying to convey yeah when you're talking about how like um that one what you like the story you told me about how the dude had been like dead the whole time mm-hmm. uh, i was thinking about like i watched the sixth sense like last week just for the first mm. time I, I heard it was really good and i never got around to watching it just like the end how he was actually like have you watched it before Yes, I am familiar. <laughs> and like how he was dead the whole time. And I was like, wow, like, you know, I kind of didn't see that coming. I mean, some weird stuff was going on, but there's like that whole plot twist at the end. And it's it's oh. great. I love it. My only problem with that movie is I don't know how you watch that movie again unless you're looking for clues and like because there are clues along the way. If you watch it a second time, you can start noticing, oh, yeah, this guy isn't living. But if, unless <laughs> yeah. you're watching it for that. I, I don't know how you watch that movie or any movie like that again, again. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, that'd be such a big plot twist to spoil. And yeah, now you can look for all the hints. But for me, at least watching movies, I really don't like watching them a second time unless like I wasn't paying attention or really wanted to, like, was really obsessed with it. But for me, always watching movies again, in my opinion, is like a tiniest bit annoying. It's like it, some of the magic's gone, in my opinion. I definitely feel that way when it comes to you know stories like like not the not the shining um what we were just talking about the sixth sense stories like that um I know for me I have to give movies time before I just watch them again uh there's a there's a like like for me it's probably like a maybe sometimes like a year or two I have to give like at least two years before I can just sit there and watch things again uh I well, I say that, and I can watch Avengers Endgame once a season because it's just that good to me. But <laughs> yeah, but I I definitely know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I usually have to have like a yeah like a year period. Like I don't know Star Wars. I I was really obsessed with that. I'd watch that over and over again. But for me, that was like an exception because it was a cult favorite, you know, a classic. But I just feel like any other movie, I've got to give it just a little wait period before I revisit it again and like it's so much better because I could pick out stuff I didn't notice now have you ever thought about I don't know getting into mo- making movies I mean the writing aspect maybe I think that's an interesting career to look into I feel like the whole technology part eh, I think that's a so, bit more sketchy for me never fret YouTube is a beautiful thing that will teach you everything you ever need to know. But <laughs> yeah, I, I 
just from hearing your stories, I want to encourage you to, yeah, do it. Just do it. There are teams, and you're on Reddit. There are many people who are interested in doing these things. I, I say you get it written up, get it copyrighted, uh, start entertaining, and and see if you know there's a crowd and a group out there that you can build and make stuff with. Because I think you got something going. You should, should, yeah, you got something going. I do. I think so. Oh, thank you. I feel like I think the hardest part for me is like not recording it. I mean, it's annoying when you have to finish the sentence and you're like well i didn't say that right and you have to do it again but mm. just for me the hardest part is writing I'm like sitting there i'm like oh i've got such bad writer's block but you know eventually if you just keep going at it like you said it eventually all gets typed up and you can spit it out and record it on audio and as you keep doing it you get better with it so it's all it's just like keep doing it you're gonna get better as you keep doing it um currently what what do you do to when you're getting ready to sit down to write your your story out of your script, is there anything you do to prep yourself and put you in the mood for writing one of these short stories? You know, sometimes I'll just surf online or I'll like get in that spooky mood where I'll read some spooky stuff or I'll think about spooky stuff going on the internet and what stuff have people seen or what's a certain topic that I might find interesting to write about. Then I get the big magic idea or the small idea that can be added later, that magical sentence. I, you know, set up to type it, and I make a little draft, like really, really dry, rough draft. Like, oh, she she did this, and then she saw the ghost, and then, like, it's that simple. And then I make a little rough draft, and then I start back up, and then do all the details as I go down, the, like, the final draft. Start really writing. Just, I guess, gotta get in the spooky mood by going online. Plenty of resources out there, which is amazing. And then I just, you know, try to think if I can write it. And I usually don't write them all in one day, unless I'm behind. But I usually take a couple of days to write it all out. Are you familiar with creepy pastas? Yes, I am. Definitely What's your favorite creepy creepy pasta? Oh, which one is that? Um. The sleep experiment one, like the German sleep experiment, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not familiar with that one. Tell me about it. Or um, I can look it up. Which if yeah, give me a, either give me the back cover version of it or I can look it up. <laughs> Russian sleep experiment. That's what it is. It's like this urban legend creepy pasta and it's like five test subjects and these scientists they're like oh what well, what's the lack of sleep and like medicine due to these five test subjects and it gets like slowly creepier and creepier and like they keep the subjects away like awake for 30 days mm. and they're like oh we're gonna let you out of this prison if you complete the 30 days and it just like it, sh- it shows how they slowly go more and more insane and i read this in i think the beginning of high school or like late middle school i was like ooh yeah and it just gets like really gory like self-mutilation and just oh man like it's crazy i can't even it's just absolutely crazy these people with like less than 30 days of sleep really like long time without any sleep trying to fight to stay awake they go like absolutely crazy shit crazy and just it's really intense if you look it up and just like the picture that goes along with it it's kind of spooky I think I actually remember this. It's spiking a memory because 
I haven't I haven't went through a lot of them, but I have went through a good number of them. I know Lavender Town is one of the ones that that just yeah, Lavender Town. That's the one with the Pokemon, and there's a there's a level. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was did a kid die or something. I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. All I know is Creepy Pastas. They have a lot of good material in there, and I know on Reddit there's a couple of pages that are dedicated to this just the spooky categories. Um, there's the there's the IKEA one about the whole. I think it's SCP 001 or something like that. And and it's like the the model. It's like a it's a IKEA store, and basically what it is is like a base model version where people don't go to. And if you do end up going there, you never leave the store, and you become a part of the store, and you're in the back. And like I think it's like some weird humanoids. It's it's a it's a so it's, it's a weird one, but it's it's kind of like kind of believable. You know, it's it's just one of those things where I'm just like hmm. <laughs> I think I heard of that. Like I've always, you know, like when you're in the, I don't know, like a really big new store you haven't seen before, and you get like lost easily. You definitely know what I guess that feeling is. And I feel like I haven't read Lavender Town, but I've heard it's really popular. I might want to read that. Just that sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> Have you ever oh, yeah. thought about getting your Scooby Doo on and getting a team together? And actually going to get to the bottom of some of these mysteries and and weird stories. I don't know. I feel like that's definitely an idea to check out. That would be intense. I'll go to some like abandoned hospital or whatever. Like absolutely scared. I don't know. There's creepy stuff people have definitely checked out. Yeah, like I, I. But I feel like the issue is like there's some of these ghost hunter stuff that I see on TV. Mm-hmm. And just, like, it just sounds so made up and stupid. Be, like two guys in like a dark room, and it's like all night vision camera. And, the, and they'll be like, "Did you see that?" And the cameras will start going crazy, and they'll start zooming in. There's nothing there, and they'll like they'll play the, the the Snapchat over and over again. It's like a dust particle by the camera, and I just I don't know. I don't want to end up being like something doing stupid like that, doing something weird, like people don't enjoy. But yeah, I think definitely. That'd be really fun to do. Probably scare myself really bad, but it's a good idea. (laughs) Now, do you think these, do you think supernatural things, do you think there is a supernatural or these things are all linked to something? There's some scientific reason something's happening. That scraping at your window is just the wind of the branches, the wind hitting the branches. Or do you think it's something, something more? I think, yeah, it depends on the thing. I do think, like urban legends or your conspiracy theories are fun to check out but yeah obviously like this more simpler stuff like that like, like scratching on your window definitely but they're like i just feel like there's some stuff that you can't really make up and just like there's so much proof of it that i don't know like let's say aliens i've always been interested in aliens but i mean that's like it's a matter of opinion people are like oh well you know it's it's been so like so much hollywood and all that so obviously it's just been played on the media and doesn't exist. But then you think of all the, just you think of all the stories and all the sightings. It's just like, maybe it's a matter of opinion, I guess, really. No. Have you, have you ever, well, I was going to say, have you ever had an alien? Enc- no, if you had an alien encounter, you would tell me, you would say, I was out there in the farm and I became the crop circle or something. But 
Um, besides <laughs> all that, what what would you? Because a lot of times when people play around with the thoughts of aliens, the first thing they make is like an alien that looks like us. Maybe they have like a smaller head or or some slimmer body, and they all look identical with like these little squinted eyes. What does an alien look like to you? From your imagination, what does an alien look like? I mean, I feel like that, that's the most popular. It's like, the, you know, the, the really thin silver looking alien or that small green one. I, I don't know. I feel like that's, I think maybe like the silver one, the really long, big headed silver one you see in like X-Files or something. Mm. Like, yeah, definitely. Or like the, you know, the stereotypical flying saucer shape, because that just seems to be most popular in sightings in public opinion, I guess. Yeah, it'd be so cool, in my opinion. It'd be the coolest thing ever to see, like, a UFO. So awesome. Or, like, the, you know, the triangle-shaped UFOs that people have been talking about lately. I want to see one so bad. I remember I lived in I lived in Denton for a little bit, and there was this night. I went outside. I was walking back from, like, a Chipotle, and it was just a clear, dark sky. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I look up. And there's these three lights. There's these three lights, and they're all they're in a diagonal shape. And they're just hovering over, just over hovering over the town. And initially, the first thing you think of, because I mean, come on, it's the first thing you think of as a human. You're like, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening. We're about to be taken over. It's happening. And and if I'm not mistaken, because I looked it up later on, I think they were doing like a a. Either it was like an Air Force um, test or something along those lines. But just in that moment, just in that moment, you know, it's just like you're like, okay, um, should I be worried? Or I'm just going to go back in the house and not even worry about this. I'm just going to just go in and just act like it didn't happen. But at the same time, World of Worlds could be happening in in your backyard. Yeah, I. That that's intense. Jeez, just, I mean, I feel like that, yeah, some people really freak out and some people are like, you know, if it if I it's, if it's time to die, it's time to die, and they like go back into the house. I didn't see anything, but yeah, I feel like just there's some things that can be explained, and there's just some that can't. I don't know. For me, I'm a really big believer in ghosts or like UFOs. Like, that's the big two for me. But then there's stuff like Nessie, like the Loch Ness monster, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> so so why why can't you believe in Nessie or or had Sasquatch? But but not the um yeah yeah why why can't you believe in them? I don't know. Like my friend was telling me the other day, they're like, well, the thing about Nessie, you know, it's like a lake. It's one lake in Ireland, and then like it, you know, goes out into the big ocean. But I was like, she was like, well, maybe I feel like they kind of would have dredged the lake by now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they would have dredged the lake by now and find something. And there's like those dinosaurs or whatever, like ichthyosaurs or. Pliosaur, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Those ones that look the same. I don't remember my sources right now, but I have <laughs> an idea. If they look like Nessie, the way if you I know what you're talking about with the, the amphibian fins and they have the long neck and they're normally under the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I, I, I got the picture. I have the picture. Yeah. I just feel like, well, that's maybe a possibility, you know. I don't know, maybe it could have been preserved or something. And then, I don't know, come out of the rocks or ice. I don't know. Stupid. But it's a chance. You know, if it existed once then, why not now? There's always weird stuff that have been for thousands and thousands of years. Like the really ancient fish, 
or like an ancient bug or birds that have evolved. You never know. I just feel like it's less plausible, in my opinion. Hmm. I don't know. There's like, I don't know. There's like there's bugs or birds that have been alive for since like the dawn of time. I guess yeah. you gotta think of what's probable. Well, I know on the anti the 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 other op the opposite end of it the other conversation would be, you know, some people don't believe in you know they don't believe in ghosts. I know for me, for the longest, I was always like, no, I know things can just no. There's a reason something's happening. You heard something pop. That's because there's a I don't know maybe some air pressure in the house hit this plank of wood and and that's why I went. In the middle of the night, I don't know. Uh, I was always that way, but then someone was telling me about how there was, a, I think it was like a doll that was possessed, and people were saying that it was it was something tied to it. And for me, I'm just like, eh, eh. I, I guess because the, normally what happens is the person tells me you don't know until you actually experience something of that nature. That's when you'll start saying, okay, now now you might believe it because I, and that's probably it it's, it's, that's probably what it is for me i i would like to feel something of that nature so i can then be on board and say yep i know i know there's something out there uh-huh i know well because i believe in aliens i know for a fact there's aliens you can't tell me in this big ass universe that there's not some aliens that you just can't you just can't tell me that but <laughs> yeah, i can agree with that I, I I just don't know as far as ghosts though, because I just can't. I haven't had I haven't had much. I know. I'm trying to think. The, there was something weird. Like there was like a coincidence. Um, my, when my mom had died, there was like a the number eight kept recurring everywhere I looked. The number eight was everywhere, and I didn't know if it was tied to it or what. But I don't. It's just like there's too many numbers for it to not be a coincidence because it happened so many times or who knows maybe the universe was it just aligned just like that who, who knows man i don't know i i know i'm not gonna knock anything because i'm not married to i'm not married to anything so yeah i can't i since i don't know it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist <laughs> really never you really never know just like there's so much debunking or so much proof at the same time. You, you never know. It's all a matter of opinion. But, I mean, I guess with me, because when I was younger, I was like, eh, you know, people just be lying about that ghost stuff or just trying to get people's attention or, you know, it was just a coincidence until it happened to me. And I was like, absolutely freaking scared. And I was like, please, I don't want to die. I'm too young. But, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much what happened to me. So now I'm like a firm believer, I guess. <laughs> well i love what you're doing i'm gonna have to wrap it up but we should totally do this again i'm looking forward to hearing your your story on friday and yeah this i've had a pleasure talking to you today thank you it was really fun talking to you and i learned a lot and had a great conversation it was really fun well i'm gonna drop the bot out and I'll have some couple of questions for you real quick.